weekday from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning and welcome to a Friday. It is uh, 6.07. What's our temperature, Chris? It is uh, 53 right now in downtown Boise. It's 54 in CUNA. Now, why do I mention that? Because we are live in CUNA today. Our hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. And uh, we are at uh, one of the newest restaurants in uh, CUNA. They opened up just a few months ago. Um, we're at the Pork Belly this morning, Main and Avenue B, if you want to lock that into your GPS so that you can find it. It's just, a, just off Main Street. All right, You, you take a left there uh, on Avenue B, and uh, it, it is, it's right there on your right. It looks like a, a kind of a big warehouse-type building mm-hmm. it's got garage doors on a couple of the uh, was the, was the original doors was the original cuna firehouse actually yeah so if, if you're going to come on out here today um come on out beginning at seven o'clock they're not quite open yet they're still prepping uh i got a look at their pork belly they have uh two of them back there that have been um smoking for the past 12 yeah, to yeah. 14 never, hours never mind the look did you get a whiff of it i got a whiff of it oh my um and that's just a part a portion of uh, what happens when they prep that pork belly, by the way. The pork belly would be fabulous right there. You just cut off chunks of that because, like I said, it's been smoking for the past 12 to 14 hours. That is some perfectly prepped pork. And uh, then they take it and they will be cutting it up in cubes, Mm -hmm. and then they will be dipping it in batter, Mm -hmm. and then they will deep fry it. So that's so, their, that's their, so that's far, their pork belly bites that you, you so can far, get out here. Everything I've heard pleases me. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it, it comes with its own sauce, and mm-hmm. uh, I tried it with the sauce. Uh, and once again, this is the place that uh, I've been raving about their gravy for the uh, last couple of weeks you've since been, I went out here. You've basically been graving for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, it comes with its own dipping sauce. You, I, I, you, can, you can try that if you want. And uh, one of the people out here that uh, does the prep and cooking, Chef Wally, we'll talk to him coming up here in just a little bit about some of the menu items um but i would i would get a side of gravy with that and i would just dip them in the the uh gravy that that that's me i, I think I, I, don't know, I just get this feeling that if you could you would just bathe in gravy i brought a thermos today i'm i'm taking gravy home i i, I brought a thermos with me today to load that puppy up on gravy and this is this is the thing um, you know, we've, we've done these hometown breakfasts now for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big, huge biscuits and gravy fan um, until I came out here, and they made me, they held me down and massaged my throat and said, here, you've got to try this biscuit and gravy. <laughs> um, you know, in, I'm a biscuit in my, and gravy fan here. In my entire life, nobody's ever had to do that to me. <laughs> um, so that's, that's how good it is. We'll be talking a little bit about the menu coming up here. Um, just some amazingly unique items that you just don't find um, anywhere else here at the uh, Pork Belly in CUNA. So um, we'll be here all morning long. They open up at 7 o'clock. Um, in addition to all these delicious breakfasts that mm-hmm. we have here today. Um, people that come out here today, Jackson's Country Stomp is uh, going to be going on next weekend. We have your tickets. Russell Dickerson uh, headlining that with Lauren Elena, L.V. Shane, Jackson Deed, Ford, Idaho Center Amphitheater. This is an outdoor concert coming up next weekend. I did look ahead to the extended forecast. Um, we're looking at about upper 80s to 90s next weekend. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be really nice weather. Um, so we have tickets we're giving away to that this morning. You have the Emmett Cherry Festival. 
festival going on this weekend. If you'd like to go to that, we have uh, unlimited ride passes, a five-pack for you. So if you've got five kids, or maybe there's the kid in you, and it is Father's Day weekend, you want to mm-hmm. go out and spend time with your family, um, we've got a couple of five-pack unlimited ride yeah. passes now, for it you. says unlimited but they do close down at some point at some point they yeah. do close down yeah so you can ride until uh, either you get sick of it or in, uh, until they stop so we'll have those to give away as a matter of fact uh first people who show up at seven o'clock when the doors open you have your choice of uh, either one of those this morning you can either take the uh, emmett cherry festival ride passes or you can have jackson country stomp mm-hmm. passes uh for that concert coming at up country next stomp weekend. it's it, that is always a party every year it's fantastic it, yeah, and this year with the weather the way it's been people are probably going to be dying to get out finally and enjoy a weekend of decent weather i did look ahead to the, this weekend um, we've had the last three weekends where we've had just massive amounts of rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it looked like Sunday was not going to be a great day, but it looks like now it's kind of cleared up. So Saturday and Sunday this weekend for uh, your weekend. Finally, people may be out for Father's Day weekend, get out to uh, be able to barbecue or, or golf. Gosh, I can something finally, outside. I can finally get a run in too. I mean, you, yeah, there you go. You can get your run been, in finally. It's been over fifty years <laughs> since my last. Our phone lines are open this morning: two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Um, if you want to get through on email, you can uh, email us too: Chris at kby dot com, Mike at kby dot com. Um, you can uh, send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, and you can also text us. Same as our main number: two zero eight. Three three six thirty seven hundred. It is open phones Friday, so we have a lot of things that go on on Friday. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Uh, get in today. You want to start your day with energy drinks. Over three hundred energy drinks for you to choose from mm-hmm. every single day. And every single day, there's always specials. Some uh, buy one get one remember, free. Some buy two get one free. Some buy that, one uh, get two free. Remember that day I sampled all of them? That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was fun uh, for you for the next 48 hours yeah. until you uh, finally came yeah, down. To be that. fair, I don't remember a lot about it. <laughs> so, um, we'll talk. This is this is all about you once again. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about on Fridays. doesn't have to be uh, on topic, on subject, um, but there are a lot of things that we're going to get to coming up here for you this morning. Um, one reminder, uh, for those of you who are finding it you know, kind of hard to be able to afford gas these days, and uh, coming into town, um, the cheapest I- gas that I have seen anywhere in the past few weeks is here in CUNA. All right. Five, uh, 509. So, uh, I mean, every place that I go by in the morning is always between 516 and 520 a gallon. It's 509 here in CUNA. So come on out, get yourself breakfast at the pork belly, and fill up your car. My, my car doesn't even need to be filled up, but I'm going to take advantage of it before I leave today, I guarantee oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Put some in the back seat or something. Um, uh, the reason I brought that up also is if you can't afford gas right now, both the Powerball and Mega Millions jackpot, did you notice? are both over quarter of a billion dollars tonight's mm-hmm. drawing, tomorrow night's drawing. So you're saying if I happen to just by chance win both of them, I'd get half a billion dollars? You'd get half a billion dollars, and you'd be able to afford five or six tanks of gas. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very nice. I don't think I'd, I'd uh, 
be in the mood to go anywhere, though. I mean, you can <laughs> stay home and people bring things to you at that point. KBOI News Time is 6.15. Once again, we are live from the Pork Belly in CUNA. Don't go away. When we come back, uh, one of the people responsible for the deliciousness here at the Pork Belly, we'll be talking with Chef Wally. You know him. You love him. Um, he, of course, you, you know him from formerly the uh, owner and uh, head man at uh, Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Um, but we'll be talking with him. He is here. He cooks uh, a few days a week. He also has a, a new uh, venture that is coming uh, very soon that we'll talk about. It's good to check on traf- uh, at sports right now. It's uh, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and East Boise, two locations for you to enjoy the fabulousness that is known as Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. They're celebrating in San Francisco once again today as the Golden State Warriors are champions of the NBA. Raymond's got it left sideline. Let the celebration begin. With four titles in the last eight years, the run is not done. The Golden State Warriors once again are NBA champions in 2022. Well, that's how it went down last night. Steph Curry was named the most valuable player after his Game 6 performance, and he had a few things to say about being the MVP. Finally, it's the first time the Warriors' star has actually been MVP in the finals. Forget that. We champs. Why are you starting with that question? We got four championships. You know, like, God is great, the ability to be on the stage and play with amazing teammates against a great Boston Celtics team that, you know, Gave us everything to try to get to the finish line. Um, This one hits different for sure. The Golden State Warriors won their fourth NBA championship in eight seasons with Thursday night's 103-90 Game 6 road win over the Celtics. This one maybe feels a little bit different. Maybe because it's because Kevin Durant isn't there. Maybe it's because Steph finally won MVP. Nevertheless, a pretty good accomplishment for the Golden State Warriors champions in the NBA. I'm Rick Worthington. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Uh, we are here. They open up at 7 o'clock. Don't forget, uh, if you're going to come in, 7 o'clock, 7 days a week, right? Correct. Seven, seven o'clock, seven days a week. Seven till two, so breakfast, lunch, and uh, we're talking with Chef Wally here. Chef Wally works a couple days. He, he sold Fat Guy's Fresh Deli, which we have told you about that, uh, a little while ago, and uh, then he uh, started helping his friend out here um, cooking and uh, developing the uh, menu, and uh, you said the owner is uh, scared to death of talking with Chris and I live on the uh, air. Well, it's only because, you know, he's only about a third of what you guys weigh, and he was a little scared, <laughs> you know, coming with a name like Pork Belly. His name is Alex House. Uh, Alex has a, a long tenure here in the Valley. He ran a very popular uh, bar here for 10 years, broke free uh, end of last year, started his own place out here, brought some of his crew from around the Valley that's worked for him, Chef JP in the kitchen, uh, just some fantastic food, and I joined, uh, joined up with the team and brought my catering company, Just Cater It, since we sold Fat Guy's Fresh Deli last year, which, by the way, that brings me to uh, a point that I wanted to make, thanking both of you since we haven't been together for since fantasy football That's season true. a couple years ago. That's yeah. true. Right? And, thank, and, thank you, 
COVID. Yeah, thanks, COVID. Um, so uh, I, I owe you guys a, a thank you because I wouldn't be where I am at today if it wasn't for the local advertising that you provided my business at Fat Guys Fresh Jelly, and I want to thank you that. Our pleasure. And uh, anybody that's out there listening right now, Alex, myself, everybody, uh, we're perfect examples of how it really works. So get in with this program, call these guys, and get advertising on this show. Thank you very much. That was very nice of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, All right. So let's talk a little bit about the menu. Um, Specifically, I mean, you've heard me talk about the gravy, which you you won't even tell me what's in there and the secret ingredients. So that, number one, is special. Um, We've talked a little bit about the pork belly bites. What are uh, a couple of the other unique items on your menu that uh, people should uh, check out? Well, one of the things that JP and Alex have come up with here is is we call them JP's hashes. Uh, It's a mixture of potatoes and meat. Uh, which is one of your favorite things. (laughs) Two of them, potatoes and meat. You can't go wrong. Like the caveman hash, bacon, sausage, uh, pork belly (laughs) with potatoes with a hollandaise drizzle over the top and eggs any way you like it over the top. The pancakes are phenomenal. Uh, We go through probably 12 to 18 whole pork bellies a week here. And they're they're house smoked uh, in our own smoker uh, overnight, and it's absolutely fantastic. You can't go wrong with anything you get here. Even coffee, they make smoked coffee. Coffee. Smoked coffee? Oh, yeah. He does a smoked coffee drink here. It's phenomenal. Oh, I thought you meant you, you, you put it uh, and smoke it. You put it in a pipe and you smoke your coffee, which is kind of an interesting thing. No. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this, that I'm, I'm glad, I'm really glad I'm here today because I just heard earlier that Chris is going to go for his first run in 50 years. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I'm going to yeah. be here. Finally, the weather is going to cooperate. Yeah. The weather has been crappy for 50 years, so he's going to be running you know, this weekend for you, the first time in 50 years. You know years. how things run in your family? Nobody runs in my family. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you guys, uh, any unique items for on your lunch menu that uh, people should know about? Because you do breakfast and lunch. You're open until 2 o'clock, and you'll start. You'll, will you serve lunch anytime also? The whole menu is available from 7. And, and as somebody that cooks here, yeah. Chef Wally's a cook on Tuesday yes, and Wednesdays, yes. okay? And somebody that cooks here, I can tell you, yes, we serve lunch from 7 to 2, and sometimes it's maddening. Because do you have any idea how hard it is to cook eight pancakes and eight burgers on the same grill at the same time? Yeah, I, would I have to admit that I... Well, I sort of do, but no. <laughs> right, okay. So uh, there, there's a couple of uh, really interesting uh, lunch items. The, the, we do a shrimp poor boy here, uh, mm. which is crawfish, shrimp, lobster uh, on a hoagie that's phenomenal. Really good Philly, fantastic burgers. And then uh, the cow pig chicken. Right up your alley. <laughs> cow pig chicken. Cow pig chicken. It's a sandwich about, oh, I don't know, about, he's, about a... He's holding his hands about a foot apart. It's a Casper head tall. Okay. 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 And, and it's just phenomenal. And it's not, cow not pig to be, chicken is yeah, what Yeah, not called. to be confused with man bear pig that yeah. we had to scare about. Right. You know. uh, but, you know, as you... Uh, pork belly. So that's, you know, the number one item. But anything that you get here is phenomenal. Everything's from scratch. Uh, we make everything. So hand cut our own tomatoes, you know, make our own gravy. Pan- like I said, everything's fantastic. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't, uh, can't wait for breakfast to get underway here this morning. And if you can't wait, start heading your way to CUNA today. We're at the Hometown Breakfast, once again, at Pork Belly in CUNA. If you want to plug it into your GPS, Main and Avenue B, right across the street from the Shell Station. KBY News Time is 627. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, and this is the Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by our friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. And this week, for the first time ever, we are uh, in 
CUNA, well, not first time ever in CUNA, but first time ever in CUNA at this particular establishment. Yeah. We're at the Pork Belly in CUNA this morning. Main and Avenue B, right across the street from the uh, Shell Station, if you want to plug that into your GPS. Easy to get on out here. They're opening up here in just about 15 minutes. You know, the name of the, this place is Pork Belly, and so I thought, coming in this morning, I thought, I, I wonder how long it'll take me to actually see or smell some pork belly. And uh, let's see, Chef Wally was here, so it was right around 45 seconds after I came <laughs> in the door. The door. Yeah. Look at this, he yeah. said. It is also Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. And Friday we set aside, I mean, the show is always about you anyway, but uh, Fridays is especially about you. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, looking like uh, we uh, have reports that the Idaho District 9 seat B recount is now complete. Yes, the uh, election was last month, uh, but the recount was now complete. This was the uh, race that was between Judy Boyle and uh, Scott Syme, mm -hmm. and it was only uh, separated by six votes. So when it's that close, it's an automatic recount. Um, You'll be happy to know, unless, of course, you were for Scott Syme, um, you'll be happy to know that the vote count was the same on the recount as it was on the original count, which is always a good thing yeah, when it comes it, to elections. It actually is. It's like, well, we miscounted. No, um, it stayed the same. It, six votes lead stays the same. So as of right now, I say that as of right now, it looks like Judy Boyle um, has won that particular election. But there is... Still, um, a chance Syme has uh, 24 hours to appeal the count. Um, I don't, we don't know if, if that will indeed happen, so, but if he wants to, he can appeal the, the count, and I guess they recount it again. So he has to appeal to someone in the next 24 hours? Yeah. That's not going to be easy. So when it, uh, when, it, when it is that close and when they uh, do the official recount that, that was automatic here because the vote was so close, yeah. he can still um, appeal to uh, have it recounted again. And like I said, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, you know, it may have happened if you saw that, hey, we, the original count was he, she won by six votes. This says she only won by four. He might appeal that, but where the count stayed, yeah. has stayed the same twice. Um, I think this is a case where third time's a charm not going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fully think so, too. But uh, very close race there. Uh, Judy Boyle looks like uh, that she has been elected. KBOI News Time 645. Let's get a check on uh, sports once again. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, both in Meridian and in East Boise. And don't forget Fridays. Clam chowder day at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere. Get in today for lunch. Good morning. Some NCAA football news that probably will have an effect on Boise State in some way, shape, or form. The NCAA's Transformation Committee yesterday announced recommendations that would provide athletes with windows to enter the transfer portal each year, as well as changes to the current infractions process designed to result in faster outcomes. The proposed transfer recommendations are intended to stabilize the transfer environment. That's according to the NCAA's news release and would require additional accountability for schools that receive transfer students. The NCAA didn't immediately provide information as to what the specific transfer windows would be or how it would hold schools accountable on the receiving end. Well, the NCAA's transfer portal, which debuted in 2018, doesn't have specific windows for movement. At least, it didn't. 
The only deadline is that players must notify schools that they are entering the portal by May 1st of each academic year. So in early May, the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, Todd Barry, told ESPN that his group would like to see two transfer windows for players to enter their names into the portal, one from the final Sunday in November until the early signing date in mid-December, and another from about April 15th to May 1st. Both windows would coincide with contact periods in recruiting. Players wouldn't be required to transfer, only to enter the portal during that designated time period. Well, the NCAA is starting to think more about this now, and we'll see how it plays out for schools like Boise State. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Just uh, sitting watching some of the breakfasts coming out from our early morning attendees to the Pork Belly yeah, in it Juneau. Is, it is pretty fascinating just to watch, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, we're getting ready to make our order. We just had the uh, cinnamon roll pretty darn good, matter mm-hmm. of fact. And it's huge. Uh, we split it up three three ways. Uh, and it was still large, uh, covered up an oh, entire small plate. I, I, I wasn't kidding when they brought it out. I thought it must be somebody's birthday. They brought us a cake <laughs> because it was the size of a cake. It is the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by our friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. allows us to uh, get out, get a chance to meet you every Friday uh, in locations across the Treasure Valley. And today, uh, for the first time ever, we're at the Pork Belly in Cuna. And Pork Belly just opened up a few months ago, so this is a, a new restaurant. Um, if you've never been here, highly suggest you get on out here today. Today's a good day to do it because, number one, um, we're here, and we'd love to get a chance to meet you. Number two... For those people who show up for breakfast today, while these last, um, we've got a couple of things that you can win. We've got tickets to the Jackson's Country Stomp uh, coming up on the uh, 24th. A uh, chance for you to go and see Russell Dickerson, Lauren Elena, L.V. Shane, Jackson Dean, all in one location. Outdoor Amphitheater, Ford Idaho Center Outdoor Amphitheater. We've got tickets to that. All you have to do is come in and say, hey, I heard you guys talking about this. Can I get a pair of tickets? And we'll hand them to you. Yeah. You don't have to answer any questions, nothing. We'll just give them to you. Now, if you would rather, and this weekend, head to the Emmett Cherry Festival, which is going on. It's Father's Day weekend. You want to spend time with your kids. We also have five packs of unlimited ride passes uh, at the carnival. So if you want to go and have fun and just drop your kids off and let them ride all day along at the carnival, you could do that too. Um, but they are unlimited rides for either Saturday um, or Sunday at the Emmett Cherry Festival. And like I said, either one of those, all you have to do when you come in today, say, hey, I heard you guys on uh, KBOI. I'm here for breakfast, and I'd uh, love to get either those concert tickets or the uh, Emmett Cherry Festival passes, and we can give those to you. This is a great place if you love the smell of breakfast. Um, Wait till you taste it. Oh, well, Yeah. yeah, I mean... That, that was I, keep, of, I keep forgetting I, you've I figured, never been here before. I figured that was a given, but the smell is wonderful. Yeah, so um, hopefully we'll uh, see you here. We'll be here till 10 o'clock now, even though when we leave at 10, they, they continue. Um, and that goes on until 2 o'clock every day, Monday through Sunday. They're open 7 until 2 um, here in CUNA. And if you want to set this into your GPS, uh, it's easy to find. It's just off Main Street. Um, we're right across from uh, the Napa Auto Parts store. Um, it's Main and Avenue B right across the street also from the Shell Station. So if you see, see the Shell Station, we've got KBOI signs uh, out on Main Street. That's the street you turn down uh, to get to the Pork Belly uh, here in CUNA for our hometown breakfast. Um, 
A little more details coming out in uh, the potential riot that could have happened in Coeur d'Alene last weekend during the Pride event. Oh, the guys in the uh, U-Haul truck. Yeah. yeah. Um, court documents have uh, been re- uh, released and reveal new details about the 31 men associated with the white nationalist hate group Patriot Front, including who bailed them out of jail. Records show that Joshua Plotner of Craigmont, Idaho. That's right in the area where I grew yeah. up, next to Nespers. Um, I'm, I'm, my guess is everybody who lives in Craigmont knows him. Uh, probably a lot of people who live in that area, unless he's new. I didn't recognize the name. Um, but he paid more than $2,200 to bail out at least seven men facing a misdemeanor charge of conspiracy to riot. Uh, it's unclear how or even if Plotner knows the men. Receipts show that Plotner paid $315 plus fees for each of the uh, suspects that he bailed out. Twelve suspects paid their own bail. Um, four of them secured uh, surety bonds for themselves, while four others had their bail paid by people who appeared to be relatives. Um, don't forget, you had the one from Utah whose mommy has kicked him out of his basement <laughs> or her basement and is no longer allowed to live there. You, you get the feeling that uh, she's not mad at him for what happened last weekend. She's just been looking for this chance for years. Could be, could be. Please leave. Suspects are accused of planning to incite a violent disturbance at the Pride celebration in the city park last Saturday and then continue riding along Sherman Avenue. They carried tactical medical kits. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Tactical, tactical medical, medical kit. kits. Yeah. As well as radios I mean, I mean, and apart, cameras. Apart from the description within the name, I don't know what they're for. Uh, yeah, it's like, it, it, you know, when you hear tactical knife, um, yeah. that's a more scary-looking knife than a, like a regular kitchen knife, I guess. Okay, so this would be a scary-looking first aid kit. Yes, yeah. All right. Um, even before witnesses tipped off, police area law enforcement said that they were poised to respond to any conflicts on Saturday. So they had a large presence that was already scheduled to be a part of this, even before the tipster said, hey, I just saw a whole bunch of Army-looking dudes dressed yeah. up in khakis and blue shirts load up into a U-Haul you know, van. They should have just, like, instead of a van, they should have just rented, like, well, you know, the, a flatbed truck and gone as a float. They might not, yeah, it, it, it might not have caused... Uh, Floats don't hear the concern, right? Yeah, they don't arise in any. There's no uh, suspicion when you're just, hey, it's a parade float. Coeur d'Alene uh, Police Chief Lee White said that he is confident that the mass arrests prevented a riot. Among the arrestees was Thomas uh, Rosau, who is 23 years of Grapevine, Texas, 23 years old. He founded Patriot Front front after the uh, deadly Unite the Right rally back in 2017. The group broke off from Gan- Vanguard America which is a different neo-Nazi organization, but it's an offshoot of that. Rosau reportedly told police he was in Coeur d'Alene to peacefully exercise his First Amendment rights. He carried with him a document detailing call locations, primary checkpoints, drill times, prep times, observation windows, as well as GPS coordinates for a drop point and two backup plans, according to court documents. Um, What specifically was in these plans, we don't know. This could be the stuff that you know, police said, all right, they had documents, and we know that they were planning to uh, riot because uh, if if you spell out riot at 115 at City <laughs> Park, that uh, pretty much is, is pretty damning. Yeah, you can be overscheduled, you know, in this day and age. Uh, the document outlined a plan to form a, a column outside City Park, proceed inward until barriers 
to approach were met once an appropriate amount of confrontational dynamic had been established, unquote. The column would disengage and head down Sherman Avenue as part of their investigation. Police also seized two vehicles you, in addition to the U-Haul. Do you think in their papers they actually used uh, confrontational dynamic? That's a quote, by oh, the way. Oh, serious? Yeah, that was a quote. Wow. Yeah. So that... that I have to admire their organization. They, I, I guess um, you, you, the, the definition of that statement might be up for debate, but... Yeah. Um, They'll be going to court, and they'll have to explain we've, what we've their doing, definition is. We've been doing the show long enough to know that the definition of everything is up for debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, by it, the way, it the, doesn't mean it's right. It just means it will be debated. One of the Idaho men, and there were two of them that were arrested, uh, one from uh, Idaho Falls, one from Genesee. Um, details on the uh, man from Genesee. Apparently, he is a member of the Idaho National Guard. I don't know how much longer that will be, but uh, right now, at least, he is a uh, member of the Idaho National Guard. Well, he was certainly dressed for it. So there's some of the uh, updates uh, from that confrontation that took place uh, last week in Coeur d'Alene. KBOI Newstime is 7.15. Let's get another check on sports for you this morning. We're live from the Pork Belly in CUNA. It is the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. This update on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, Meridian, and in East Boise. Two locations for you. Get in today for lunch and uh, get yourself some clam chowder. It's clam chowder day today and every Friday. The best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. NFL news for you today. Jadavian Clowney admitted yesterday that he ultimately decided he would be re-signing with the Cleveland Browns once he knew the quarterback Deshaun Watson was headed to Cleveland as well. Clowney is coming off a breakout season with the Browns after signing a one-year deal last year. Playing opposite all-pro pass rusher Miles Garrett, Clowney actually finished with nine sacks. Both Garrett and Clowney ranked in the top four in the NFL for pass rush win rate. They're a deadly combination, of course. What tipped the scales, though, for Clowney was the opportunity to play again with Deshaun Watson, his former teammate with the Houston Texans. The Browns had traded for Watson back in March, sending three first-round picks to the Texans in exchange to make that deal. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Live at the Pork Belly in CUNA, hometown breakfast. Um, we'll talk more about that uh, here in just a few minutes. Right now, uh, we're going to talk a, a little bit about your money, stock market. Yesterday lost another 700 points, finished the day down um, below 30,000. However, futures are up above that right now, uh, 42 points up, although they were up 260 points just like 20 minutes ago. Uh, Jeremiah also yesterday, Standard & Poor officially has now wiped out all the money made uh, after COVID drop. Yeah. Feels like the sky's falling a little bit, man. That's a some well, doom that, and gloom to end the week, huh? But this this is why I bring this up because uh, another thing I was listening to the uh, Fox Business News yesterday, and it, it was interesting that uh, the person and I I'm, I apologize I can't remember their name saying this is when people make their money in the markets when you have bear markets it's like doom and gloom but the smart people this is where they make their money. And it's it's a famous Warren Buffett quote: "When people are fe- fearful, get greedy, and when people are greedy, get fearful." 
Reality is, I mean, a lot of times people want to kind of paint a narrative or a story around what's driving the market and kind of put the blame on that. Reality is we just have more sellers than buyers right now in the free market. And the stock price is just coming down to uh, what someone's willing to pay for it. And when we see situations like this, this is where people can get themselves into trouble. So true, you can be very opportunistic and make yourself a bunch of money, especially if you look back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You look back when the market dips, you're like, dang it, why didn't I buy it at that time? But during that time, it kind of tests the resolve. But let's just let's just zoom out for a minute. If you just look at the S&P 500, true is down. It's in bear market territory, down over 20% from its all-time high. It's still up almost 30% over the past two years. It's up almost 40% over the past three years, up almost 68% over the past five years. Oh, and over the past 10 years, it's up over 241%. Bottom line is disciplined investors that stick to their plan over the long run are rewarded every time the data proves it. Now, yes, if you, if you were a, uh, a tremendous stock timer, you could really juice up your returns. And I got to... But the problem is when you see the market pull down 20%, a lot of times people act on emotion. Reasoning goes out the window and you could really hurt yourselves because you're selling in at a low. Remember, investing is a long game. You might experience a short-term loss, but if you just hold on, history shows us the market recovers every time. You don't need to be a genius to do well in the stock market, but you do need to have discipline. And when it comes down to market timing, this is tough because you can go. There's so much data that proves that if you miss the 10 best days, if you let's go back to 1930. If you go back to 1930 and you miss the 10 best days in each decade of the S&P 500, your total return to be about 28%. Not bad. On the other hand, if you just did nothing, if you just held st steady and didn't do anything for that same time period your return would be over 17,000%, <laughs> right? So when the markets get volatile, it's human nature to feel that you need to do something, make a change, do something different. The Probably the best course of action is to do nothing. And by the way, 50%, 50 of the S&P 500's best days actually occur in bear markets, okay? And trying to time this is is bad too because if you time if you you got to time it right twice so you probably won't yeah. time the bottom and it means that you got to get back in before the top. The problem with that is the ten best days occur within two weeks of the ten worst days. So if you lock in your loss and you miss those best days, you have no chance of recuperating that loss. So it's funny just, you bring that up. Um, one of my kids had this conversation with just yesterday. Um, was talking. He goes, "Should I be selling now?" He goes, "This is you know with the market." And I go, "Only if you want to make sure that you lose all your money." I go, yep. "Right now, it's just paper losses. You, if you sell it, I go, you've just locked in that loss, and uh, then you have to try and figure out when to buy again." You have inspired me, Jeremiah, and. Uh, you know, you said basically the best uh, course of action is to do nothing. So I'm going to do that for several days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take the because here's the thing, right? I mean, Pete, you there's fear and greed. Those two things drive the market, right? So the market's going up, people get greedy. When the market goes down, people get fearful. Emotion is not a good investment strategy. If you want to get gains and build wealth over time, the only way you get gains is if you take risk, and the only way you can take on a, uh, on risk is if you have yourself an ample time window. So bottom right. line, give it time. 
Uh, thank you, Jeremiah. Um, uh, we'll get an update on the market here in just about an hour from now. Look like it's going to open up in the green just a little bit, at least uh, as we get underway today. Um, and then we will talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you, gents. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, and we're at the Hometown Breakfast in CUNA today. We are at the Pork Belly at Main and Avenue B, right across the street from uh, the Shell Station, Napa Auto Parts. So if you see those on Main Street, uh, just turn right there. There's a big uh, KBOI sign. Um, so when you see that, that's the uh, street that you turn down to join us for breakfast underway. Uh, don't or just, forget. Or just head toward CUNA, and then as soon as you smell really good yeah, pork belly. Just, you, you might know. want to do that. Follow um, your nose. We still have uh, more tickets to give away. Uh, if you heard this, we've, we've given away some of these already this morning. Jackson Country Stomp tickets while they last. Just tell us you uh, heard us talking about it. Uh, we'll give them to you. Russell Dickerson, Lauren Elena, L.V. Shane, Jackson Dean. Great outdoor concert. Idaho Center Amphitheater coming up on Friday, June 24th. Uh, we have those tickets this morning. And if you want to go to the Emmett Cherry Festival, we have five packs of tickets for unlimited rides. So you got five kids, or maybe you got three kids, and you and your wife, and you want to head out to Emmett and Cherry Festival. You don't have to have an odd number of kids, though. No, nope. okay. nope. uh, just odd kids will work. No problem. Um, so we'll give you those just for coming in here today. Um, the menu is fabulous. Um, they just opened up a few months ago, Pork Belly did. I did something today that I literally have never done in my life mm-hmm. at a restaurant. I ordered biscuits and gravy. Wow. So if that tells you something... Okay. You, you've been talking about the gravy here for some time, and, and saying that you, you probably were you, know, you were thinking about just you know ordering a cup of it and drinking it. Mm-hmm. So a little bit ago, they know I've never been here before, so they brought me a bowl of gravy, and I thought, oh good, I'll taste the gravy. I completely emptied that bowl. It was just oh my god. And the, there, I mean, there's big chunks of meat in the gravy, so I mean, it, yeah. it eats almost like a soup. It's a yeah. thick, thick type soup. So. Um, once again, uh, if I were you, if you come out here, just get a side of gravy. It doesn't matter what you order. What would you get this morning? Uh, cornflakes. No, I'm kidding. Um, I got the uh, pork belly hash. Pork belly hash. And you had the caveman hash. Our, our engineer out here had the caveman hash. Good. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Um, there's nothing. Three, <clears throat> three thumbs up. Right. Um, no. there's, there's nothing bad on the menu. So hopefully you'll get a chance to come out here. They're open every day, Monday through Sunday. Um, beginning at 7 a.m., 7 until 2. They're only open till 2, so if you want to get here. And they'll serve breakfast up until 2 in the afternoon. They don't cut it off like McDonald's does at, at 10 and stop serving breakfast. They'll serve breakfast up until 2. Now, if you come in and you're not a breakfast eater, you want to mm-hmm. get hamburger and fries, they'll make you a hamburger and fry uh, beginning at 7 o'clock in the morning, if you would like. So it's absolutely fabulous. We're going to be here till 10. Hopefully we'll see you here at Hometown Breakfast. Brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. It is 745. Phone lines are open. Open phones from Friday. Uh, don't forget, uh, anything you want to talk about, it's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Uh, go ahead and give us a call, 208-336-3700. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Time for a check on sports. One final time for you this morning with Rick Worthington. It is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise, just off Gowan Road. Um, get in today for uh, lunch or dinner. It is clam chowder day, as it is every Friday. Get the best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere. And check out their menu, FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Good morning. They're celebrating in San Francisco once again today as the Golden State Warriors are champions of the NBA. Raymond's got it left sideline. Let the celebration begin. With four titles in the last eight years, 
The run is not done. The Golden State Warriors once again are NBA champions in 2022. Well, that's how it went down last night. Steph Curry was named the most valuable player after his Game 6 performance. And he had a few things to say about being the MVP. Finally, it's the first time the Warriors star has actually been MVP in the finals. Forget that. We champs. Why are you starting with that question? We got four championships. You know, like, God is great. The ability to be on the stage and play with amazing teammates. I guess a great Boston Celtics team that, you know, gave us everything to try to get to the finish line. Um... This one hits different, for sure. The Golden State Warriors won their fourth NBA championship in eight seasons with Thursday night's 103-90 Game 6 road win over the Celtics. This one maybe feels a little bit different. Maybe because it's because Kevin Durant isn't there. Maybe it's because Steph finally won MVP. Nevertheless, a pretty good accomplishment for the Golden State Warriors champions in the NBA. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is uh, 7.53. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. It is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. You get into Fast Eddie's uh, every day. If you were looking to save money on gasoline, you'd save up to $1.40 per gallon. Every time you fill up at Fast Eddie's, the only place in the Treasure Valley where you're going to be able to go in and get a full-service car wash and get 30 cents a gallon after you get your car washed. So you come out with a clean car, and you save 30 cents a gallon on your gas, and you come up with a uh, full tank of gas. Where else are you going to find I, that? No place I, I pay attention anytime you say there's a gas discount. Um, email in, mike at kboi.com. Uh, so can you please explain to me how those 31 guys in Coeur d'Alene we're able to post bail while the January Sixers are still waiting in jail without the ability to do the same. Makes me think the majority were FBI agents, and of course they can't be made to sit in jail for simply doing their jobs in trapping American citizens. Um, I, I, I'm not aware, and maybe um, I'm wrong on this, I'm not aware of the January Sixers who were not allowed to post bail. I, I know, for instance... Um, one of the ladies who was charged and is from here in uh, Idaho, mm-hmm. St. Cyr is her last name. I know she's out of jail. Um, she pleaded uh, innocent uh, earlier this week, either yesterday or the day before, of her charges. So I'm not aware of anybody uh, who wasn't allowed to post bail. Now, the way it works, you're able to post bail. That doesn't mean you have the money to post bail. Uh, or you weren't able to bond out, um, but I, I'm, I guess I'm not aware. If you have uh, different information uh, than I do the, of people who were not a, a, allowed to post bail for the January 6th insurrection, um, help me out there. Are you? Well, you, you, you have to, uh, you know, you have due process. So my guess is any of them that actually qualified for bail probably got it. It's interesting how many people uh, still think that this was either a setup, another. Uh, Email, or this is a text message at 208-336-3700. It says, this may sound far-fetched, but my husband and I believe these guys in Coeur d'Alene and the guy at Uvalde school shooting were set up to do this. 
How in the blank You're does, right. You're right, though. That is far-fetched. <laughs> how in the blank does an 18-year-old have an electric 70,000 F-150 um, buying guns, and he worked at McDonald's for eight hours a week? How did he afford to do this? This is not making sense. I'm not buying it. Yes, he did what he did, but do you notice that he is dead? Dead Ben can't talk. I wouldn't put anything past this government. He was uh, used to shackle us. So you think the government put him up to shooting up a school? I, I guess I don't know where you and your wife are going with this um, and why you think it's a setup by the government. Do you know who suspects uh, people of conspiracy theories and stuff like that? People who are involved in conspiracy yeah, theories? Generally people who would do that themselves if they were in charge. <laughs> Uh, Robin writes in an email, Mike, at KBUI.com. I haven't been paying attention to all the hearings, which, by the way, they just had the third one yesterday. I'm just unclear on what the end game is. What is the purpose? Is it just to make Trump look bad? I'm pretty sure he doesn't care how many knives they throw. He will throw them right back. Will he be uh, perp-walked to jail after all is said and done? What exactly is the point of this? Um, I think the point is just getting everything on the record. Um, they've already said that they will not make recommendations um, for criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you're right. I don't know what the end game is other than getting it on the record, I guess. A lot of things are considerably simpler than you think they are. Uh, what they did is uh, investigated this whole thing, uh, found out a lot of things that they wanted to tell people, and they're spending several nights telling people. It's, it's really not so much a hearing anymore as the results of a hearing that they're just presenting. Yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of, and that's why we kind of call it a presentation, as you just said. Mm-hmm. It's the results that they are giving in a uh, really slick presentation. KBOI News Time 756. We'll take a uh, break for traffic and weather here. Phone lines are open 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Live, local, and full. (laughs) Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. I might even say stuffed. We are at the Pork Belly, and uh, I would say probably not even gently stuffed as their bougie pancakes are. Remember, their their bougie pancakes are gently stuffed. I was wondering if they had proletariat, you know, pancakes, but uh, (sighs) I guess just the bougie ones. Uh, Come on in and join us. We're here till 10 o'clock now. Even though we're done at 10, they're open until 2 every day uh, for lunch and breakfast, and they'll serve lunch or breakfast at any time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to come on in and join us. We've had a really good crowd so far this morning. Um, We are down to our final couple of uh, pair of tickets for the uh, Jackson's Country Stomp. So we have two of those left. If you're on your way and you really want those Jackson Country Stomp tickets, all you have to do is be one of the next two people through the door, and you have your choice of either that, Jackson Country Stomp, by the way, next Friday. Um, it is going on at the Ford Idaho Center. Russell Dickerson, Lauren Elena, L.V. Shane, Jackson Dean, all of them in one location for the Jackson's Country Stomp. Um, that is happening. Um, and once again, two of those tickets left. All you have to do is say you heard it. Here on News Talk KBOI, we also have two more sets of uh, five packs of unlimited rides at the carnival for the uh, Emmett Cherry Festival this weekend. So you can have those, too. So if you're looking for something to do with the kids on Father's Day weekend, um, that will uh, give you um, definitely a day's full of fun. And once again, I want to remind you, it is Father's Day weekend, so don't forget Dad. 
if you're looking for some place to send the kids so you can just have a Father's Day by yourself. That, that would be something, too. Oh, my kids are listening this morning. It's Father's Day weekend. <laughs> you know how many times it's been mentioned this week in my house? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> well, I hope your, your kids are listening also. Yeah. It's Father's Day weekend. Don't make us sit there by ourselves uh, on the couch watching the U.S. Open. Although, you know, that's actually not a bad thing. Leave us the hell alone. Second fa- Father's Day. Leave us the hell alone. We just want to sit on the we couch a, watching TV you know, for we, five we, hours. We get a three-day weekend, um, you know, because our co- corporate uh, headquarters are at Atlanta. Yeah, we'll be back Tuesday. We have, yeah, we we have Monday off. I'm, I'm okay with that, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we should celebrate more stuff. Uh, like, if we had 52 Monday holidays a year, I'd be, I'd be, good. I'd be good with that. I don't think you'd see too many people saying, nope, don't want that. Uh, Fane writes in this morning. By the way, it is Open Phones Friday, where Friday we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Eagle on Meridian Road, the great place to uh, start your day every day, um, whether it's coffee, and they've got so many different kinds of flavors, types of coffee, iced coffee, hot coffee, um, and also energy drinks. So if you need energy, to get your day underway, you're going to be able to get it at Fat Guy or at Fast Eddie's in <laughs> in Meridian on Eagle Road. Don't forget, save up to a dollar forty per gallon on your fill up. That's why I didn't I didn't screw up there. One dollar and forty cents per gallon on every fill up. Get into Fast Eddie's and find out how you can do that. Thane writes in uh, email Mike at kbi.com. Am I homophobic because I don't want to go to a Pride event? Some friends asked me recently if I wanted to go with them and attend a Nampa Pride pop-up, and I said no because, number one, I had other plans. Number two, I don't want to go. A cousin of one of my friends immediately called me homophobic just because I didn't want to go with them to the Pride event. There are some reasons that you could give for not wanting to go that would probably qualify as homophobic, but I think just not wanting to go somewhere is not one of them because I feel that way a lot. I have no problem with anyone who wants to do their own thing, as I do my own thing, yet apparently I'm homophobic. Oh, well, it is what it is. Um, no, you're, you're not homophobic. This is, just, this is just this day and age where, you know, it, you're basically, they're not happy with you making your own decisions, and you're politically incorrect um, in their opinion by saying that, uh, you know, hey, since you don't want to go to this Pride event, you're homophobic. It's just our woke culture, unfortunately. That's, it's just the way it is right now. Uh, Tanya writes in, good morning, gentlemen. I have a 20-year-old nephew who has never worked, has never had an interest in getting a driver's license or really cared about doing anything. His parents enabled and covered him for everything, and now they are at wit's ends on what to do with their 20-year-old child who plays video games all day. He never leaves the house, yet they continue to enable him, even though they know they shouldn't. I've heard other stories about today's generation of kids, but this one hits close to home. I, I don't think this is the kids' problem, quite frankly. This is just my opinion as a parent of seven well, if, of if, my own kids. If he was raised with fairly low expectations, he may have met them. This is a parental problem. It's not a kid problem. The, the parents have allowed him to basically do whatever he wants uh, up until, you know, 20 years old. I mean, he was an adult two years ago. So it would seem, yeah. Yeah. So you're paying for all of his food, your living expenses, you're giving him money, it sounds like. Um, He's living in your house, and all he does is play video games and doesn't have a job. All you have to do is say, uh, unplug his... uh, his PlayStation or whatever he's using, yeah. um, stop paying for the internet or whatever, and tell him, I mean, as we're, far as, we're done, get a job. As far as he goes, he's probably thinking, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Um, like I said, I mean, he's been raised like this his whole life. So I, I don't know what you expect of the kid because as of now, this is his expectations, right? Mary has written us, and she's quite a ways away. She's three tables over from where we are right now. She's here at the restaurant. So, so let me get this straight. She, she's sitting here eating breakfast. Uh-huh. Uh, Mary writes us all the time, but she mm-hmm. wrote us again, even though she's only 20 feet away from us. Yeah. I love that. Well, you can compose your thoughts that way. Yeah. Uh, she says, Mike is right. The gravy is awesome, and <laughs> I, I concur. I will definitely bring friends here if I ever find some. I like that. Thanks for waking me up every weekday for the last... Hmm, 2022 minus 1980 looks like 42 plus years <laughs> and we aren't even married he thanks for the concert tickets too not quite as exciting as winning that trip to disney world in 1998 ish on the spin the wheel thing yeah she won on kby ah. she says but it'll do yes it will ah thank you mary that's uh, very nice and uh thanks for coming out and joining us for breakfast today at the pork belly Corby, uh, Corey, rather, writes in uh, Mike at KBY.com. Did the protesters' paperwork really say that they were planning on rioting? Were those the words, or did the liberal media add those words? Um, I don't think the media added those words. Um, the, they didn't use the terms, anything place that I can find, uh, of rioting themselves. However, the police captain um, said that he believed that they stopped uh, by by arresting all the 31 men, that they had stopped a riot that was going to happen. Call me crazy. He did not look liberal. The police chief? Police captain, yeah. Yeah, The police captain, yeah. Um, So the police captain uh, said that. The quote that we read uh, a little bit earlier, just so we can read that again, this is is a quote from the documents uh, that were um, confiscated from the U-Haul. Um, until barriers uh, to approach are met, once an appropriate amount of confrontational dynamic has been established, the columns would disengage and head down Sherman Avenue, unquote. So, no, the word riot isn't used there, um, but it'll be up to the definition of the courts when they finally go to court, if they ever go to court over this, what an appropriate amount of confrontational dynamic actually um, I will. Means. I will suspect that something's going on. If it turns out that like two thirds of them can't read, and they have those instructions with them anyway. <laughs> there, there. May, I mean, these cases. A lot of times, cases like this. I mean, the charges are all misdemeanors. All right, they're not felonies. Yeah. Um, that might be somebody had written in a little bit earlier asking Ask the question why, uh, why they got bail. That, yeah, that could be it. Misdemeanor. Um, it, it's a misdemeanor, and some of the people charged in the. Um, January 6th, we're charged with felonies. So a little bit different when you have a misdemeanor. Usually a misdemeanor, you post your bail. And, and sometimes they don't even make you post you know what, bail. You know what they got the driver on, don't you? He had 31 guys in the back of his van. Is that, is that illegal? Apparently. Well, it wasn't a van. It was yeah. a truck. It was a truck, not, oh, it was not a, a van. Yeah. It, it, technically, it was a moving van. So, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it, was, a, it was both. Yeah. So um, it, I think they could have gotten a few more in there if they wanted to stuff them in there. Maybe. Well, I think they, they probably still needed to breathe and whatnot. Um, point I was making, this, I mean, cases like this a lot of times um, never even make it to a courtroom. Yeah, this and, might not. You know, they, they could say, hey, look, um, you know, we'll let you go with the, the price you've already paid. You plead guilty, your $300, you know, fine or whatever, and, and your court costs, mm-hmm. pay that. And you're good. You don't have to go to court or or whatever, uh, especially on misdemeanors when it comes to that. So th- these cases uh, will keep you updated. But 
you know, even though there's 31 charges, there's a possibility that none of these ever see the inside of a courtroom. Yeah, possibility. Yeah. It's like you said, I mean, it's a misdemeanor, and they tend to uh, be willing to negotiate a lot of stuff when it comes to just yeah, misdemeanors. Yeah, because, because it saves the court time. You know, right. you know, you're not playing the prosecutor. You're not having court costs and things like that. Um, you know, so it saves a lot of money, saves a lot of time for the uh, county and the state, um, saves a lot of time and money because uh, if you're – um, one of the people being charged, you know, you, if you get charged three, I think we, $315 was what we heard this morning. They'll probably, they'll, they'll probably force them to go to meetings and watch a film called Writing Isn't Nice or something like that. Probably. Yeah. Um, but to give you an idea, if they want to fight it, um, a lawyer is going to cost them about $300 an hour, <sighs> and you could have 10 to 20 hours of uh, lawyer time on that. So to fight this for them to go to court, they can go, I can pay $300, it's a misdemeanor, or I can pay two to $5,000 and yeah. fight it in court. So You can uh, clear your name and your bank account at the same time. It's I would very, it's very be efficient. willing to guess that there would be a, a very good chance none of these uh, cases see the inside of a courtroom. KBY News Time is 816. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've got a $25 gift certificate. We're live at the Pork Belly. Guess what? We're giving away a $25 gift certificate to the Pork Belly. It's our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question coming up right after traffic and weather. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. What a great prize, uh, $25 gift certificate to Pork Belly and Cuna. That's where we are at for the uh, Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Lyle is going to get first crack at her question today. Lyle, based on the past 12 months, 12 months only, who is the highest paid athlete in the world over those last 12 months? Well, I just want to say, first of all, I don't think he's worth double what Casper and Chris get paid, but his name's <laughs> Lionel Messi. Uh, Lionel Messi is it, and man, I wish we got paid yeah, half to, of what to, he got. To, to, to be fair, you are correct. He's not worth double what we get. <laughs> He's worth way, 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 way more than that. Um, according to Forbes' annual list of highest paid athletes, Messi made $130 million between May 1st of 2021 and May 1st of 2022 before taxes. By the way, Los Angeles Lakers forward LeBron James, second on the list, um, $121.2 million. He earned $41 million playing basketball, $80 million off the court. That's where we make most of our money is off the court. I make all mine off the court. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Lyle. You got a $25 gift certificate to the Pork Belly in CUNA. Congratulations. Awesome. And, yeah, get your butt out here and get yourself some of their gravy. That's <laughs> on my list. Thanks, John. Right. Have a great weekend. <laughs> you have a great weekend, too. Hang on the line. Um, once again, we are at the Pork Belly in CUNA. If you want to come on out and join us, we still have, um, I think we have one more. No, look, no, I, it, I, I must have miscounted because we just gave away Jackson Country Stomp tickets, and I still have two left. You miscounted? I miscounted. Oh, my goodness. It's that math thing again. Um, if you want to get that, we also have the um, Emmett Cherry Festival going on this weekend for Father's Day. You want to go out with the kids, spend time with them on the Rainier Amusement Rides. We have unlimited passes, so you can spend all day riding all the rides at uh, Rainier Amusements. They're set up at the Emmett Cherry Festival. A five-pack of tickets for you. Yeah, That's, we, we do have 
a finite uh, number of passes, but they are unlimited once you get there. Pretty valuable right there when you get unlimited rides into the five-pack. And we've got a couple more passes if you want to get into the Jackson's Country Stomp next Friday, Ford Idaho Center. Great country concert. Uh, you got Ruckle, Russell Dickerson headlining along with Lauren Elena, Elvie Shane, and uh, Jackson Dean. All you have to do is say you heard it on KBOI. Come on into the Pork Belly for our, our hometown breakfast. And uh, if, you, if you don't want, I don't know what would be wrong with you, but if you don't even want to eat breakfast, you just want the tickets, we'll let you do that too, but you, you, that would be a rookie move, not having breakfast if you just stop by here today. Well, you can scout out the place and then come back for breakfast that, tomorrow. That could be. Main and Avenue B across the street from the Shell Station right next to, to the Nampa Auto Store, um, Auto Parts Store. Get in today if you want to slot that into your GPS. It'll get you right here. Pork Belly and Cuna, we're here to 8 o'clock. It is open phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Well, we got news at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, I want to get you to weigh in. And I know Nate Schoen talked about this a little bit yesterday. A couple gentlemen um, caught shooting protected raptors in a uh, protected in area. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on what you think uh, about the punishment. Does it fit the crime? And part of the punishment is um, they're going to lose their hunting privileges and their guns for two years. Is that Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Two Treasure Valley men were sentenced to two years probation and banned from hunting for two years after pleading guilty to killing a protected bird of prey at a conservation site near Boise. According to a U.S. Department of Justice news release, Colton Ferdinand of Boise and Wyatt No of Eagle pleaded guilty to the crime of killing a golden eagle in the Morley Nelson Snake River Birds of Prey National Conservation Area. The Idaho Statesman reports the birds have been federally protected since 1940 alongside bald eagles after both species neared extinction. An investigation began into the raptor deaths in March of last year after learning of multiple dead birds, all of them showing evidence of being shot. In addition to probation, Ferdinand forfeited a rifle, ammunition, and two high-powered flashlights reportedly used while killing the birds and paid a restitution of $3,800 to the Idaho Department of Fish and Game. And no forfeited a rifle, pistol, and ammunition and paid $3,000. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, just curious about this case and your thoughts. They lose their guns and ammo for two years. For Well, they're on probation, and that's typical of being on probation. You're not supposed to have a gun. My question is this. Should they um, have only lost their hunting privileges and guns and ammo privileges for two years? You are on a uh, birds of prey conservation area shooting protected birds. Yeah, not smart, for, uh, to be sure. My, my opinion on this, and this is just my opinion. I'm sorry, when you do something like this and show such little respect for um, you know, a protected animal's life, um, Th- maybe is, you should lose your hunting privileges for the rest of your life. This is like your vandalism speech. Which one's that? The one where you say that, you know, if you have no regard for other people's property, maybe you should go to jail for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, there are some people, I think, that believe that this is a Second Amendment thing again, and, and I, I just don't buy into that, that they should not be allowed to have their guns taken away from them. Yeah. I've never been on probation, so I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm fairly certain that when you are on probation... 
um, or at least parole, I know that, that you are not supposed to have a firearm. Is I, that correct? I don't think it's probation. I think you're right just, on just parole. parole? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, though, if you're, you're on probation um, that you do, but this well, you know, I, has I will... to do with shooting something that is protected. And once again, it happened on the uh, Snake River Birds of Prey Conservation Area. Um, really not a place you want to be <laughs> hunting. I don't call this hunting, though. This, this is, you can't in any way, shape, or form shooting. define this as hunting. Um, this is poaching, which is well, illegal yeah. in itself. Okay, I'll call it that, too. Then. Yeah, uh, it's not hunting. Um, my question to you, I'm just curious to lay this out there. I mean, this, this is a court of public opinion. Well, that is what we do. Right? Should these two people have lost their guns and ammo for the rest of their life? Should they have lost their hunting privileges for the rest of their life? Or does this fall under the Second Amendment, as I'm sure some people will say, um, you know, that you can't have your, your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, mm-hmm. so the government cannot take your guns away just because you shot protected birds uh, on a conservation area? I kind of like the sentence the way it is, and I'll tell you why. Uh, have them lose their privileges for two years now. If they do it again, then maybe have them lose their privileges for life or at least for a much longer time than two years. But this, this first time, yeah, it was very stupid. It was uh, poaching. It was all sorts of things that were wrong. Uh, but uh, first offense, I mean, you know, two years sounds okay to me. Um, once again, I, I'm not a person that's going to go out and, and poach a bird. I'm not going to be a person that goes out and goes, quote-unquote, hunting on a conservation reserve. Yeah, you, you wouldn't even poach an egg. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess I, I'm looking for people, um, both sides of this. I, I, I want to see hear your opinions. Do you, do you think the punishment fits the crime here? Um, I, I, at the very least, I still think they should have lost hunting privileges for the rest of your life. Because if you prove that you have no problem poaching, there's no reason for you to ever get a hunting license ever again. This is my opinion. As a non-hunter, I am not a hunter. Um, well, there, I mean, what are the worst offenses if you are short of short of murdering somebody? Obviously, but what what are the worst offenses if you're a hunter? Like, for instance, if you if you uh, shoot a moose without a tag or something, you you do you do lose your privileges for a long period of time. I think for shooting a moose. Yeah, I'm not. I, I couldn't even tell you how long you you would lose for yeah. poaching a, a moose because that's basically once again that's basically what you're talking about. If you're, or, if you're shooting a moose without yeah, a tag, or really anything or outside of, of hunting season, right, really anything out of season. Yeah. Um, Ruth uh, writes in Mike at KBOI.com says, Mike, if you can prove that the bird shooters are gentlemen, then all charges should be dropped. If you can prove that they're gentlemen? Yeah, I don't know how you would prove that they're gentlemen, but okay. I mean, why would they drop the charges if they're gentlemen? Yeah, I, I don't know either, because even if you're a gentleman and you break the law, um, you still broke the law. Uh, Doug writes in, Mike, I agree with you on that decision. Uh, the guys should lose their gun rights permanently for the rest of their life, and a heavier fine than what they uh, find out how much they have in their bank, and it should be cleaned out totally. Wow. Okay. See, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think you should get charged. You have your bank account cleaned out just because you have money in your bank. Because if you don't have any money in your bank, so say there's two men here who, who are charged. Say one person doesn't have any money in his bank account. The other person has 10000 So one person gets charged 10000 just because he has 10000 in his bank account, and the other person gets off scot-free. Yeah, I, I think that reason mm. right there is, is why judges don't often say, uh, we get to come clean out your bank account. 
Um, Troy writes in, uh, Colton Ferdinand and Wyatt No, the two men who were charged, will face more justice. They both have Facebook accounts, and their home addresses are easily accessible via <laughs> Internet sources. Um, see, this is this is thing. I, I don't like doxing in any way, shape, or form. So the, the patrolman and the trollman. We'll yeah. Them, you know. um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Just curious, does the punishment fit the crime here? Is this fine? And, and there are some people, I, I mean, I had a conversation yesterday that said, you know, under the Second Amendment, they shouldn't have their guns taken away and ammo taken away in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form because their Second Amendment is being fringed, infringed upon. Does the punishment fit the crime, or should uh, guns and hunting... Now, really to hunt, take them away for the rest of their lives. Your probably favorite hobby, but definitely favorite participatory sport is golf, yes? Probably. That, now, or, that or poker. If, if you uh, were banned for two years from playing golf, how bad would that hit you? Be, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but yeah, I would, I would say, man, I'm going to suck when I come back in two years. Not well, yeah, going to have a chance to that's pretty practice much, that's at it. That's pretty much of a guarantee, but... Um, but yeah, but if you, if you, if I had done something so egregious that they took away my rights to golf for the rest of my life, um, or if I knew that that was what was going to happen, I probably would have thought twice about trying to go hunting or out of season or not even out of season. This is is just poaching period because the birds that they shot are all protected. It would make me think twice that, oh, wow, I'm going to lose my guns and my ability to hunt. And these two men are in their early twenties. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Get a final check on traffic for you. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854, phone lines open. It is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Spinner, thanks for being uh, patient. Spinner from Mountain Home, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. So first things first, complete ban of hunting license. Now, when I say hunting license, I mean rifle. I think all rifle, shotgun, any sort of hunting that those young men could do, completely banned. Okay. All right, now, I don't want to be specific here. For how long? Um, you're talking there's about... A, there's a process. There's a process here, though. So... Not just that, though. I think there's a few more things that need to happen. Okay, so complete, this is first-time offenders, complete loss of hunting license. You don't go after birds like that. That's for one. You got two years, and then after those two years, you can archery hunt because you actually have to stalk your prey. You have to, it's it's not just any geriatric ding-dong goes out and buys a $1,300 Vortex scope and takes a 7mm and shoots a trophy elk five miles away and just, I'm a hunter now. very specific. (laughs) You know? So specifically, when you say hunting ban, I want to say, because you had mentioned then um, all hunting rifles taken away, are are you talking about not not just taking away their rights to hunt for the rest of their life, but also taking away any guns that have to do with hunting? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. First first time offender, first time offender, everybody F's up. We all make stupid mistakes. We do really dumb stuff, even if it's grotesque and as dumb as these dumb kids did this very dumb thing. So I'm just exacerbating how dumb it really is what they did. But need that it may be first time offense. Now, second time, hell yeah. Take it to the cleaners. 
you're that stupid to play play stupid games, win stupid <laughs> prizes. You, you do All it right. again, I'm 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 taking it home. But first and foremost, complete ban of any sort of rifle hunting. Okay, any sort it. of rifle hunting. Thank you, Spinner. That's, Appreciate that's the uh, my thoughts. Um, text message in 208 336 uh, No name on this. Said if the men had had enough money in their bank accounts, we wouldn't be talking about this. They would have paid enough to have it squashed. I don't believe that. They, no, I, I, I don't think, well, you, you can't legally do it that way. Yeah, I, I don't think it, you, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, they may have been able to afford good lawyers and uh, may have gotten it, you know, talked down a little bit, but I, I don't know if you would have got off on this. I mean, they shot seven birds, protected birds, on a conservation reserve, yeah. for crying out loud. Now, um, I, don't, I don't know who would have quashed it, whether it would have been the courts or, or the media or what you're, you're thinking of. Um, I can tell you that I've been on the radio since 1983, and I have yet to be paid for not doing a story. 208-336-3700, pounds, 670, and for eyes and if you want to get through. What are your thoughts? Does the punishment fit the crime? Is it too much? Is it not enough? Go ahead and weigh in. We'll talk a little bit more about this coming up after the top of the hour. Don't forget we're live from the uh, Pork Belly and Cunits, our hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We still have Jackson Country Stomp tickets and tickets for the carnival in... Uh it's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live in local on News Talk KBOI. Two Treasure Valley men were sentenced to two years probation and banned from hunting for two years after pleading guilty to killing a protected bird of prey at a conservation site near Boise. According to a U.S. Department of Justice news release, Colton Ferdinand of Boise and Wyatt No of Eagle pleaded guilty to the crime of killing a golden eagle in the Morley Nelson Snake River Birds of Prey National Conservation Area. The Idaho Statesman reports the birds have been federally protected since 1940 alongside bald eagles after both species neared extinction. An investigation began into the raptor deaths in March of last year after learning of multiple dead birds, all of them showing evidence of being shot. In addition to probation, Ferdinand forfeited a rifle, ammunition, and two high-powered flashlights reportedly used while killing the birds and paid a restitution of $3,800 to the Idaho Department of Fish and Game. And no forfeited a rifle pistol and ammunition and paid three thousand dollars does the punishment fit the crime that's what we're asking this morning they lose their um ammo guns for two years they lose their hunting privileges for two years seven protected birds shot on a uh conservation and so, conservation area, birds and, of prey conservation. And area. so they know for sure that these two shot all seven of them. Um, I believe they do. I think they watched them, if I remember correctly, in uh, in reading the story yesterday, um, and then found the birds. They were watching them shooting at the birds. Found yeah. the birds that were dead. So uh, Dallas writes in: It's not poaching. It is sport poaching. You do not kill these birds to feed your family. Also, they spotlighted them, then killed federally protected birds on federally protected land. I say each pay $1,000 per bird, five years probation, which in any probation requires loss of weapons privileges and loss of hunting license for 10 years. Mary uh, says, so I would, I would not say that uh, those boys 
the shot the Raptors were gentlemen. However, I think it's a lesson for two young hunters to uh, lose their license for two years at least. But this um, places it back into the whole responsibility of young people and guns, which seems to be a topic that's supposed to be uh, a topic of discussion on a larger scale these days. Unsupervised use of guns at that age is probably not a great idea. All three of my grandchildren hunt. The oldest one is 18. I would never see her or her siblings do anything like that. But then again, they were taught responsible gun use. On the other hand, our raptors are very much endangered. Uh, and we need all of them to keep the balance. I'm very protective of them. Out here, I live right next to the Snake River Birds of Prey. And we have seen a real decrease in the amount of nesting birds out here over the last 10 years. So it's a real shame. Uh, she goes on, there was someone out here shooting from that direction toward my house about a month ago. And their bullets were pinging off uh, one of my trailers that's out there on my property. So I can testify to the fact that people are not very responsible mm. when using, they were using their guns. Um, want to be specific here. These, when we say kids, um, young adults, I mean, they're not 18. They're not 19. Um, they were in their early 20s. Now, granted, that's young, but by any stretch of the definition, they are still adults. Yeah. I mean, the, these are, we've been talking about gun control laws. Um, you know, some people wanting to not allow um, anybody under the age of 18 to be allowed to purchase a gun until they're 21. Um, both of these men were over 21. So by any stretch of the imagination, you can't say they were kids and shouldn't have known better. They were adults. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. Several people have referred to him as these two kids. But if you know if you're if you're older than they are, I mean they seem like kids to you, and uh, 21, 22, uh, I mean obviously old enough to be a war hero, but also you know still pretty young, still probably fairly naive, and you can still make mistakes like the one caller said. Now if you're 50 years old and you're out there having fun shooting uh, protected birds, uh, they're just going to assume that you're an evil jerk or really really stupid. Yeah. Uh, Lisa at the gym writes, uh, so what does a person have to do to get uh, his or her guns taken away? Threatening innocent people doesn't. Killing the U.S.'s most sacred animals don't. Good grief. There has to be a line. Not saying to completely oh, disregard the Second Amendment. Must but, mean taking them away per permanently. Yeah. yeah. But let's get real here. Not everyone should just be allowed to possess a gun. We are all here by chance, luck of the draw. Some of us were born in better zip codes, but there has to be some rule or some order. If you prove, I think over and over, if you prove that you cannot handle the responsibility of gun ownership, I believe that a judge will take away that privilege or take away that right from you. And their rights have been taken away for two years. I mean, let's... You know, I, I don't know if you missed that part of it. They're not allowed to own guns. They, mm -hmm. have, they have to turn over all of their guns, all of their ammo for two years. They're not right. allowed to hunt for two years, um, even with somebody else's gun. But they, they lose the rights to own their own guns during that two-year period, and they're not allowed to hunt during that two-year period using somebody else's um, gun. So, I mean, they'll have to go out to like, there is a punishment here. Like most people do at birds of prey armed with uh, probably a camera and binoculars. Yeah. Or spotting that, scope That's or something. what you should have is is it. I mean, it's it's a conservation area. It's it's protected from, you know, hunting, shooting, poaching and and I mean, this is quite frankly, this is not hunting. You don't, you don't shoot those types of yeah. birds. The, the the person that wrote in earlier to feed your family. I mean, this 
and, and they didn't even keep the birds anyway, so they just shot the birds and, and left them live, from what I understand. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, uh, on the surface, I, I hear the details, and it makes me angry. It probably makes you angry yeah. as well. Yeah. Just that something like this happened, that anybody did it, really. Um, and that, that's why we ask. We're, ju we're just asking, does the punishment fit the crime? Do you, th do you think that, the, you, you know, with the damage that they did, um, did they get punished correctly by law? Um, go ahead and weigh in at 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, once again, we are at the Hometown Breakfast. It's brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Get on out and uh, join us here. We're here for about another 45 more minutes. Um, but even though we're only here till 10, we uh, uh, encourage you to come on out because they uh, will serve uh, lunch anytime. So if you're not a breakfast fan, they'll serve you lunch beginning at 7 o'clock in the morning. If you're not uh, a lunch fan and you want to eat breakfast at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, guess what? They'll continue to cook you breakfast uh, on up until closing time, which, by the way, is 2 o'clock. So if you're thinking, hey, let's go out there later this afternoon, like 3 or 4 o'clock. Uh, no, they're only open 7 until 2 yeah. every day. You can still show up at 3, but it'll be more of a sightseeing mm -hmm. tour. Yeah, uh, bring your binoculars and your camera. Right. Uh, Hometown Breakfast, by the way, is brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Uh, if you want to get here, you want to plug this into your GPS because it is fairly new. Although CUNA is not big, it's growing bigger every day, so you might get lost out here. Main Street and Avenue B, all right? We're right across from the Napa Auto Parts store, uh, down from the Shell Station across the street on Main Street. So it is fairly easy to find. Right now until 10 o'clock, we have our big uh, uh, KBOI sign out there, so you turn right there and just go down that alley. That's how we uh, discuss just about every town around Boise. Uh, you say, well, it used to be small, <laughs> but none of them are anymore. This one's growing really, really fast. Um, next week, by the way, will be our uh, final hometown breakfast of the summer. Everybody out wants. Aww. <laughs> well, um, yeah. <laughs> Deja Brew Laffa Latte <laughs> is where we will be coming up next Friday for the final Hometown Breakfast of the Summer. It's brought to you by our friends at Cloverdale Plumbing once again. Um, we still have, this is our final passes, by the way. All you have to do is come in and say you heard it. We've got uh, Jackson Country Stomp, the concert coming up Ford Idaho Center. This is next Friday, the 24th, outdoor yeah. uh, amphitheater. And I looked ahead to the uh, extended forecast. We're looking at uh, 80s, mid-80s next Friday. Um, should be a really nice night to enjoy this concert. And you've got Lauren Elena, LV Shane, uh, Jackson Dean, and the headliner, Russell Dickerson. Great country concert that you get to enjoy outside. Uh, a couple more passes to give away to that. All you have to do is say you heard it here on Newstalk KBOI when you come in. We'll give you that. If you want to spend uh, you know, Father's Day weekend with your kids at the Emmett Cherry Festival, we also have unlimited rides for you um, at the uh, Rainier Amusements Carnival. Um, so we've got two five-packs to give away to that. Uh, if you want to get those, make sure you get on in here. And just like I said, it's easy to get. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to ask a question. Um, just tell us you heard it on News Talk KBOI, and um, we will give you a chance to uh, get all of those before we are done here today. We'll take a break. Our phone lines are open once again. It is Open Phones Friday. Um, in addition to does the punishment fit the crime for the two men who uh, shot the raptors in a conservation area? Um, you can weigh in on anything if you have something you want to talk about, whether it's something we talked about earlier this week or something completely off subject. Friday is all for you. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. It is Open Phones Friday. It's brought to you by Fast uh, Eddie's in Meridian. They're on Eagle Road. Get in today. Find out how you can save yourself $1.40 per gallon off every fill-up. That's Fast Eddie's in Meridian.
Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, uh, if you uh, hear a lot of noise in the background today, it is because we are live in CUNA, Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Once again, we are at the Pork Belly in CUNA. Come on out for breakfast. Um, uh, the only thing uh, I would say, we're, we're okay now. We uh, had seen a big rush there, and only a couple tables were open a little while ago. But um, we got plenty of room for you to get you in here this morning. And remember, if you can't be here, well, we're here. They're open until 2 today. And then if you want to come in for the weekend, um, they're open 7 until 2 every day, Monday through Sunday at the Pork Belly, uh, Pork Belly here in Cuna, Main and Avenue B across the street from the uh, Shell Station. Come on in for breakfast. I can see. Lunch. You, you could definitely make this place a habit, you know. I, I have a funny feeling, just based on some of the people that we've met and talked to this morning, that some of them have made it a habit yeah. and come in every day and have a little bit of breakfast, it's, coffee, it's, or whatever to start their day off. It's been a few weeks, and they've established themselves as regulars already. Uh, apparently, there must have been, a, I think there was a golf tournament happening in uh, CUNA at Falcon Crest today because we started the day off at about 645 with about eight yeah. people waiting to get in here, all of them dressed See, I can I can tell when a golfer is you know as a golfer dressed they're golf. dressed a certain way. Right. Um, sure enough, and they were all here because there's a tournament, and they wanted to get a little breakfast at Pork Belly before they headed out to Falcon yeah. Crest today. It is open phones Friday. We're also taking your phone calls this morning. Punishment fit the crime uh, on the uh, two men who were uh, charged for uh, killing the seven protected birds in a conservation area, the birds of prey. Um, you can weigh in on that. Jamie writes in Mike at KBY.com. This is on a subject we were talking about a little bit earlier on the new information coming out on the um, Patriot Front uh, alleged rioters. Uh, oh, the, Jamie the guys in. from the guys from Coeur d'Alene mm-hmm. last weekend. Yeah, Jamie writes in. Chris might have hit the nail on the head. Many people think the North Idaho rioters were planted in stage because no one expects racist white nationals to know how to read, let alone put together a well-organized riot plan. <laughs> Some of these guys even look like they are in shape. They exercise, and, and bigotry are rarely used in the same sentence. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. Uh, Jamie, that's, that's pretty good. Thank you for that one. Uh, let's see, Mike has written in. Mike says, the 27 words of the Second Amendment gun right state, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. In the opinion of some, the Second Amendment right is without limits, even though the term militia is a qualifier. However, in the 5-4 to four Heller versus Washington, D.C. decision, the Supreme Court discounted the qualifier and affirmed a person's right to own arms, but many forget or ignore that the court also said this. Like most rights, the Second Amendment right is not unlimited. It is not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever in any manner whatsoever and for whatever purpose. For example, concealed weapons prohibitions have been upheld under the amendment or state analogs. The court's opinion should not be taken to cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons and the mentally ill or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings or laws imposing conditions and qualifications on the commercial sale of arms. Miller's holding that the sorts of weapons protected are those in common use at the time finds support in the historical tradition of prohibiting the carrying of dangerous and unusual weapons. 
A temporary suspension of gun ownership for violating constitutional lawful restrictions is reasonable. Also, let's not forget that the Heller decision supports gun bans in schools and for dangerous and unusual weapons. If so, why can't military-style guns designed to kill and maim be banned from public ownership without violating the Constitution? That was Mike. A lot going on there. Uh, Matt Middleton, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Thank you for being patient. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, punishment fits a crime. I, I, first of all, these guys are idiots. Uh, anybody that would go out into a protected zone and shoot birds of prey is just asking for trouble. Uh, however, the punishment fits a crime. I think the only way that uh, they should be able to confiscate those weapons is if they could sell those at a public auction that then returns that funds back to, um, let's say, that conservation area or something like that. Because nine out of ten times they're going to probably destroy all those arms and make sure that they never get back in the hands of the public, which I think is wrong. Um, wow. The fines and stuff like that that go to the fishing game, I, I don't think they should go to the fishing game. I think it should go back to that conservation fund. And then um, any prison time, I think that, that should be null and void. I think they should go out there to that uh, conservation area and go pick up all the illegal dumpings that that happens out there and start cleaning up that it area. Was, so it, it was kind of interesting. They they were sentenced to fifteen, I guess, fifteen hours of, of community service in that way. And to me, that fifteen that seems like a pretty low number. That's yeah. what, that's a couple days work, right? Yeah, it's two well, full days work, or you could split them up and work five days, three hours a day, and be done with it. Well, especially with all the illegal dumpings that have been that have been happening lately, and especially out there on those on those public lands. I think that'd be a good punishment because everybody's going to know that if you do something like that, you're going to be out there cleaning up the trash. Yeah, I like your idea too about uh, you know selling the stuff. I mean, it's it's the same as like a police auto auction, really. I mean, you could make some money that you could do some good with. Well, that's that's from the federal. The feds are the way they do the stuff is they make sure that the guns never get returned to actual use. They will be destroyed. It's just wow. the same thing at the at the border when they confiscate any illegal weapons. They have to be destroyed per law. Um, that's why I think it should be because it's a conservation effort and protecting animals and stuff like that. I think it should be returned back to uh, the profits should be returned back to those hunting efforts to protect those areas. I don't think they should be destroyed. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Matt. Uh, Brandon, no uh, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, and uh, thanks for taking the call. Hey, so we I, we haven't really spoke about it this morning. I haven't really heard anything about it on the radio pretty much all week. But uh, the family of Everett Jackson, the 21-year-old kid who fell into the Payette River out in Emmett, is, uh, they're still looking for help. Anybody that can go out that way this weekend, today, they're looking for just boots on the ground. If you got watercrafts or anything like that that can be used to navigate the Payette River, because a lot of it is moving really fast and unreachable from the shore. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I know, I know Idaho's got its own sort of negative reputation just because of, of stuff that's going on right now, but I know that the state that I live in isn't predominantly racist i know that there's a lot of great-hearted people out here and uh yeah i just kind of wanted to bring a little bit more awareness to it on open phones friday yeah I all like right that. 
appreciate it, and uh, appreciate you uh, listening. So, do you do you, do you happen to have anybody that uh, a name or a phone number that people can contact if they want to come out and help t- today or this weekend? So I can I can reach out to my wife, who's uh, a lot more involved, and uh, I can get some names or some numbers or anything like that. I know yeah, that just, they're at the just image. email those to us. Yeah, for sure. I, I absolutely can. I know they're they're meeting at the, the Emmett Sports Complex right there on like the east side of Ida or the east side of Emmett, right there what by time? the river. Uh, as far as I know, all day. Okay. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, appreciate the phone call. That's a um, sad story too. Yeah, a horrible story. And it also, I mean, now that he brings it, you know, to to light too. Just keep in mind. Um, we had, we've had a couple of news stories this morning talking about the Boise River flow um, that is right now running over 3,000 feet per second. Uh, it's not necessarily the fact that it's, it's running at 3,000 feet per second. Um, we've had much higher flows than that in the past. I mean, it's run as high as 9,000, which is above flood stage. So it's nowhere near flood stage. The, the problem is the water right now is about 40 degrees. Yeah. Where if you um, go into water for 40, uh, 40 degree water for, you know, 20 minutes to 40 minutes, you're going to suffer hypothermia, and it's going to kill you. So the the water is not only running very swift right now in the Boise River, it's not the time to be floating the Boise River just because of how cold it is. Same same within Emmett. Um, You know, just be very careful. So even though I know yesterday we saw temperatures that were into the 90s, um, it seems really hot out there, but the water at 40 degrees still extremely dangerous. So that, that just kind of a warning we want to put out there for you this morning. We'll take a break. When we come back, open phones Friday. Continue 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We are live from the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We're in CUNA today. It is the Pork Belly Restaurant. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. It is the Hometown Breakfast. We are live in CUNA, the Pork Belly, uh, Main and Avenue B, right across the street from the Shell Station, right across from uh, Nampa Auto Parts. Uh, easy to find. Look for the KBOI sign and then just come down that alleyway. We're here till 10 o'clock. Um, we have a special guest with us who uh, has agreed to come on the air with us. Um, her name is Yvonne St. Cyr. And uh, Yvonne, first of all, thanks for taking a few minutes. Um, you've been in the news a lot this week. Um, you were at the uh, January 6th, um, quote unquote, what they're calling insurrection at the nation's capital. Um, update us on what's going on this week and why you have been so much in the news. Um, well, I was indicted yesterday on six felony charges. So they've raised it from two misdemeanors to six felonies. So is the reason that they did that because you decided to um, plead innocent? Is that, is that I believe that is it. I, be, I believe they are trying to scare me. Um, they offered me a plea deal last year for um, no jail time and one year supervised probation. And I said I will not plead guilty to something I did not do. And um, so no thank you. So what are you charged with now? Um... A bunch of bullshit. Sorry. Excuse my language. But yeah, we're on the radio here. So. <laughs> sorry. Um, a bunch of lies. A conspiracy to enter the Capitol. I, I have to look at the charges. Just I try not to give it a whole lot of energy because um, 
it's not worth it. I'm, I believe things are bigger than me, so I'm just going to trust. So what did you do? That did, did you, first of all, because you're being charged with entering the Capitol, did you enter the Capitol? We'll ask that question and start off right there. Um, yes, I did. Um, were you told that you couldn't enter the Capitol and you entered anyway? Um, so my circumstances are a little bit different, and, and I, if you allow, I will explain what happened. Yeah. Um, so I, I served in the Marine Corps. As 16 years, my husband and I met on the drill field. And when President Trump said, um, first of all, I know that our election was stolen. I knew that on November 3rd when I, I, I spent 2020 watching the news, watching the rallies, watching everything. And um, I'm a critical thinker. And I was really good at it. And True Green, I would find salesmen that were ripping off the company. So I see things that most people don't see. And I knew that election was stolen. And when Trump said to come to D.C., I knew that history was being made. I had no idea what kind of history, but I knew it was going to be historical. And I wanted to be a part of history. So we drove cross country. And um, the day of the rally, we got separated. I was pretty excited. I skipped down with my flag. I had my flag and my camera going. And my husband didn't skip along with me. So we got separated. And I had no idea that there were two entrances to the Capitol. I had no idea what was going on. So I just kind of followed the crowd. And I was on the backside where the inauguration was. And um, so I went up to the front. I was there to experience. I believe we're here to experience life, that we are here for the human experience. So I went to the front of the, the line to experience it. I have no intention of fighting with the police officer. I love law and order when they're not corrupt and following the law, constitutional. Um, so I went to the front and I was pepper sprayed and I was trying to talk to the police officers there at the barricade and it was getting a little bit dicey. Um, and I told the, the police officer, I said, I'm not going to move. I have a right to be here. I won't fight you. I won't go any farther, but I'm not moving. And out this, of the is, way. this is still outside the Capitol, right? Right. And so at some point um, I got sprayed and there were people trying to help me and then and they broke the barriers um, and so we walked up to the front, and then at that point I dropped my flag, and I had my phone. I took my phone off the top, and I was just videotaping. And I went inside of the doorway where the inauguration was. And um, I actually made it to the side where the police were. I don't know how. I mean, I didn't mean to get there because it was pretty scary. Um, I, I had a backpack on with a still water bottle, and it was, and I was really little. I was probably about 30 pounds littler than I am now then. So it was crazy. And um, these guys kept squishing me and saying, we're not trying to hurt you. And I said, I know. And I was okay because I had my water bottle protecting me. So I finally got out. And then I got up on the railway and I was just taking pictures. And this is that area where Roseanne Boyland was um, trampled and murdered, I believe, and beaten to death by the Capitol Police. Um, but as they pushed everyone out, I dropped my phone because they picked me up and threw me out and I couldn't find my phone and I tried to call my husband. He had tried to call me while I was in there and he couldn't hear me. So I, when we went outside, I tried to call him. I borrowed a phone and I couldn't, he couldn't hear me. And there was all that going on with um, Roseanne Boyland and all the stuff at the front of the door and I was just kind of on the side and about that time they started to break the windows and I thought, oh, I could crawl in the window borrow phone, call him and meet up with him. I was ready to go at that point because it was just, it was a, I don't even know how to explain the feeling of watching um, your country fall apart. It was the saddest day of my life. And 
So I crawled through the window, and this is where it gets crazy is I said, does anyone have a phone I could borrow? I lost my phone. And literally, this guy pulls my phone out of his pocket. He had found it. Yep. And, and so I hold on to that and think, I don't understand what's going on, and I don't know why I'm here, and I don't know why I'm charged with six felonies because I'm not a criminal. I love my country. I love what we stand for, and I believe that we are being, our freedoms are being taken away. And that's why I went to the Capitol. Other than um, being in the Capitol, which you just said that you went in through a window, um, while you were in there, anything that you did, did you participate in some of the allegations of destroying property oh, or stealing anything or anything like that? No, I plugged in my phone, um, realized we had service. I called my husband, plugged in my phone, realized we had service because we hadn't had service all day. There was no service at the Eclipse when he was doing the... Um, speech or anything so I went live not thinking because I was caught up in the moment I had had no idea I mean during the Kavanaugh hearings everyone was in the Capitol everyone's always been in the Capitol why all of a sudden were we not allowed in the Capitol so it just I wasn't thinking about all that and I went live not knowing what you all were watching on the news and what was happening and about that time they started to take the door off the hinges and I was like I don't want any part of this I said, I'm out. And I crawled back out the window and I sat there for a little bit. And the funny thing is, is I watched kind of from a distance. And about that time, the Capitol Police came out with grenades of tear gas and launched the tear gas. And I mean, we scattered like cockroaches. And I thought, wow, why didn't they do that three hours ago? <laughs> why didn't they? Because there was no way that much tear gas. It had been pepper spray up until that point. But at that point, when they threw all that tear gas... Why didn't they do that three hours ago and they would have never had any of the issues? Roseanne Boylan would still be alive. So what happens now? You, you said that this week that you uh, pleaded innocent. And were, when, when you pleaded innocent, were the charges the way they are right now? Were, did you have the six felonies or was it after you pleaded innocent to the other charges or did you agree or disagree to accept the plea bargain. I'm trying to get the timeline down here. So originally when I was arrested last year in March, um, they had charged me with two misdemeanors. Um, violent entry into a restricted area and um, trespassing, I think, was the other one. Uh, I can't so remember. violent entry into a restricted area. Right, which I didn't touch or hurt anyone. Um, I've, I've taken an oath for no violence. I'm in training and um, I don't believe we're here to, I, I don't believe in war. I don't believe in any of that. So, um, but, and then I, they, my, they offered me a plea agreement last year. So I went to court. I was arrested in March. I think I had court in May was, I had a, my first hearing where they let me out. And then I think we went in May, May or June of last year. And then it wasn't until November. Well, since November, I've had court um, once, either every month or every other month, and it's been canceled. The day of. I've, I've missed work every single time because every single time it was canceled until finally yesterday I was indicted on six felonies. So once again, I just want to get this straight. You had a chance to do no jail time and turn that down. Because I'm not going to admit to something I didn't do. Got it. So what, hap what happens now? Where, I mean... Do you have any idea where it goes, where the case goes from here? How soon you go to court? I, I assume you have a lawyer. I don't. I guess maybe I shouldn't assume. I have um, the federal federal defense attorneys. So I'm. I have. I I quit working in 2020. So I was given um, public defenders, federal, okay. and and I don't know that we could afford. Right. When you're talking federal court system, it gets really yeah. 
Maybe um, spendy. Do you know when you go back to court again? I have court Tuesday, and I think they're officially going to read the... It, yesterday, it was weird. I missed part of it because it took 40, 45 minutes before it even started, and then I looked down at my phone, and they were, it was actually my attorney. Our, our court system's kind of weird that way, too. Um, so, Tuesday. Had, had your attorneys prepared you and said you probably are going to be charged with... Uh... He knew that they were most likely going to try to... They had sent pictures last, I want to say, October for me to look at... Um, to look at and say that they were trying to come up with felonies, but I was, was like, okay, what is that? I mean, the picture literally... And, and since yesterday, I mean, have they spoken to you about what they think your chances are or anything like that? Um, no, not really. I mean, we, well, we talked a little bit yesterday because we know that if this actually goes to trial, um, no one's getting a fair trial. You can see that. There's not anything fair happening right now. In our, I mean, there's guys sitting in jail that have been in jail since January 6th. That is not how our court system works. This, they're, they're, doing, they're on their own. They're doing their own program right now. They're not following the Constitution, and they're not following um, anything that our laws are supposed to be followed. I mean, fair trials and innocent until proven guilty. I, none of that. I was canceled off of Airbnb, canceled... Lyft tried to fire me. I didn't even drive for him for the last year. I mean, it's crazy what's happening in our country. Did, did, did the crowd do anything wrong in your uh, estimation? I mean, what did they do wrong that they shouldn't have done? Um, well, I wasn't everywhere, so I can't speak for everyone. Um, you know, I, it's funny. We, we hear about... Uh, I got arrested also in Idaho for a mask, for the mask mandate, and I was found guilty on that. And the police officer that, that's going through the uh, appeal process right now, but he, was, he had this officer that um, did the arrest and testified against me, talked about how many years he had. Eight years in... Um, oh, De, de-escalating. Um, there was no de-escalation. There was no... It was... Went from zero to 60 and... Yeah, it was... It was. I don't think anyone had the intention of doing anything. I think people just didn't... It was the strangest day of my life. I literally felt like I was in the twilight zone. I could not... And the weirdest thing is, when I was in the Marine Corps... <laughs> I was best friends with the Sar Major of the Marine Corps, current Sar Major of the Marine Corps right now, Sar Major Black. His wife was my best friend in DI school. In the morning I got to DC, she realized, she saw, because in the morning, first thing on Facebook, I did have service. And it was like, we got there about six o'clock in the morning. And she messages me, it was the weirdest message. She said, I can't believe you're here. She goes, I wish I could join you. She goes, please be careful. Why? Yeah. Why did she send me that message? Why? The morning of, hours before anything, did she tell me to be careful? What did they know that we don't? Yvonne, we're uh, up against a break here. Uh, I appreciate you taking a few minutes and uh, letting us know from your side uh, what happened. Um, good luck in, in your fight, and hopefully I'll, I'll get your number. When we take a break here, get your number. I'd love to hear from you again as you go through this process. Once again, Yvonne St. Cyr, thanks for being with us this morning. Appreciate it. KBY News Time is uh, 748. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hometown Breakfasts, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We are, uh, once again, for uh, the next few more minutes, Pork Belly and CUNA. 
Main and Avenue B. So even though we're wrapping up here, they've got lunch until 2 today. They're open Monday through Sunday from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. Um, I want to thank uh, John in Nampa for staying on the phone so uh, long with us this morning and waiting. Um, wanted to get to you because you did wait. Uh, John, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Yeah, the uh, I understand i got short time, so I'm going to try to spew this as fast as I can. I, I guess I'm getting good at it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, gun rights. Uh, the, 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 the line in the Second Amendment where it says that it's uh, for a well-maintained militia, that's not a qualifier. That's uh, up to and including a well-maintained militia. Everybody was, uh, by default, allowed to have a weapon. That was, that was a given. But for what it's used for, had to be, I guess, uh, outlined. And the outliner is uh, for a well, for, for turning to overthrowing a tyrannical government. That's what this is all. That, that was fresh on their minds. That's why it's there. Not because it's from presupposed woke kid in in, two, in the two thousand some odd years uh, deciding that people shouldn't have guns because they don't like them. Uh, this lady that was just on. Was, is a good example of what's, what's being or, orchestrated against America. It's to take away our guns. It's to de- demonize good people. And what is not showed in, in a long time, I, I, didn't know if, I don't think it's ever going to be shown again, was the, tr- the busloads of people that showed up, the Antifa people, that showed up and then switched out of their Antifa gear into Trump gear and beckoned everybody to join them. And, you know, poor you know, people that have got don't have serious intent on their mind, thought, oh, yeah, okay, let's follow along with these people. The Hill Hill police were in on it. They were told to stand down. Only half of them showed up for work. And I think you would agree that Donald Trump did, in fact, offer Nancy Pelosi military uh, enforcement that day, correct? Well, that's what we uh, heard, John. Thank you for the call. We're up against time yeah. here. Uh, appreciate your thoughts. Um, once again, thanks to everybody here at uh, Pork Belly and Cuna. They've treated us so well. The food, fantastic. Next week, we're going to be at Deja Brew Laugh Latte. Um, we are off on uh, Monday. Um, we will be back on Tuesday. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself, and we will talk to you again next week.